Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West Salt Lake City, Utah. Joined by the big fella. No, you're the tall fella. Not the big fella. Not the husky guy. <laughs> he wouldn't like you calling him husky. No, he does. He does. He likes being called husky. Okay. Well, we're with the tall fella from Logan today. Yep. I'm Spencer down. Nelson. Great to see you, Spencer. Great to be here, Brett. Brian is on a hiatus, a well-deserved hiatus. So, Spencer. There are, as we start the new year, Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Clients, 2022. Listeners. Looking forward to a great year where COVID disappears. It's going to be great. I don't know if it's going to disappear, Brett. I'll be honest From with our you. minds. Well, you know what's interesting? The market believes it's gone. Well, yeah. The market is priced in past COVID. They, the market has gotten uh, very immune. Can we use that word? I don't know. To to COVID, not immune. The market took the vaccine, it, they, or did it have immunity from having COVID before? No, the market the market <laughs> has decided that they have gotten they've gotten numb. That's the word. The market is numb, numb. to COVID right now. Well, happy New Year, everybody. I think there's two things on people's minds, Spencer, as we start this new year. I don't think COVID is one of them. Right. With Omicron and the Delta variant in Q4, we saw some good sell-offs, but they were quick. And they were based out of fear. And then people realized, hey, the Omicron is not really a big deal. Market shoots up to new highs again. 2011, actually, was it 2011? 2021. Where am I? 2021 was actually a a really solid year. And that's what I want to talk about to set up. One of the things that's on people's mind, and the second one, well, let's just mention them. The first thing that's on people's mind is, what's the market going to do? Because you know what? It's gone up too far too fast. It can't keep going higher. The second thing is, hey, what's happening in the circus tent that is Washington, D.C.? So those are the two things that we want to talk about today. First off, let's recap 2021. The market finished up 27%. At one point, the market was down 5% during the year. Biggest pullback of the year was 5%. That is that is not normal. Average is 13%, 14%. Yep. So, so it, a lot less volatile year to the downside 2021. Yep. And and part of that I think, you know, we we discussed it because of the large pullback in 2020. Um 2020 the market we had a bear market. And yeah. people forget that, but the market was down at 1.37% in 2020 because yeah. of the, the COVID lockdowns. So we're coming off of a bear market, but still the market finished up 27%. At a low, it was down 5%. Again, and Spencer alluded to it, the average decline in a year is 14%. So here's what's happened the last five years, Spencer, as far as returns go for the S&P 500. 21%, down 4.8%. Up 31.5%, up 18.4%, and then up 27%. So people are saying with that kind of streak, which is about 18, close to 19% annually for the past five years, that can't keep happening. What would you tell them? What's the market going to do, number one, and, 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 and to the notion that it can't keep going higher? Yeah, our, our, our clients are, you know... I say it all the time to to people that I talk to on the phone. No one knows. The reality is no one knows. 
Um, but history has shown over the last 90 years, it can. <laughs> it can keep going higher and higher and higher and higher. And there's a number of reasons, inflation and yada, 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 earnings growth and population growth and, you know, whatever it is you want to point to, there's a million variables there. But uh, people who, when the market hit all-time highs, uh, you know, 10 years ago, three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was, it can't keep going higher. Well, you may be right. No one knows for sure. But history says it can keep going higher. Now, does that mean, you know, it won't go down first before it goes higher? No. Yeah. I mean, the market might go down another 5% before it goes higher, but then history tells us that it will go higher at some point. But the reality is no one knows what that path is, what that chart is. Ray Dalio was on CNBC the other day and they were talking about market timing and he just laughed about it. And it, it, it's a fool's errand. So what you're saying is you don't know what the market's going to wow. do. Wow. That was, Brett said it in three seconds. I said it in like a minute. So, but, but you're right. You're 100% right. It could go higher. It could go lower. Nobody knows. Here's, here's what people need to prepare for, right? Because there's a lot of fear. I'm talking to people that aren't clients right now and some clients and, and they have some cash and they're saying, we don't want to invest with the market at all time highs. So, and, and I, I kind of understand why, because there's fear that it can't go higher, especially after a five-year run where we've averaged 18.6% per year. Yeah. Well, I and I'll speak personally a little bit. I'd probably be a little hesitant of putting it into the market in general, like the entire market. And that that leads to why we do what we do. We don't invest in the entire market. We don't just throw money and invest in 500 and 600, 700 companies. Not that that's a bad strategy, but I'd be a little hesitant to do that right now with the market at all-time highs. Mm -hmm. But what we try to explain to clients, and I'm sure you're going in this direction, is we're not buying the market. We're buying a business, and we're buying individual businesses. And just because the market's at all-time highs, maybe some of the businesses that we want to buy are, and we won't buy those businesses right now. But there are other businesses that aren't trading at all-time highs um, that still can be a good deal and a good value. And we do want to go buy those businesses right now. That's the key is when we invest new money for clients or for brand new clients, we're not worried about necessarily the market. We're keeping our eye on it, but we don't watch it We don't as, as regularly as the businesses that we want to buy. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. We don't base decisions generally solely on where the market is. Like it is a variable that we're aware of and, and we have to be aware of it, but it does not dictate if we're going to go buy an individual business because the market is at a certain place. That's the key. So what do people? what should people know with new money that, that hasn't been put to work? Well, with Iron Gate... There's three or four businesses that we really like right now that are trading for a really good price. We would buy those businesses. Then we would probably hold some cash for maybe a correction, maybe just one stock getting hit that we can buy that business that we love. It's If you don't have a process for putting this money to work and investing, then you're running blind. And that's, I think, what creates fear in people's mind is they don't they don't have a process or they don't understand our process fully 
or maybe they just need to be reminded of the process that we have. Yeah, and and we all need to be reminded of the process because, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, there is a lot of emotion involved with all of it. And so that's where the process and the discipline comes into place. Hey, these companies, these individual businesses are in a price that we feel comfortable buying them, we'll buy them. These aren't, we're going to sit in cash and we're going to wait until the market pulls back completely or just those individual names come back completely. We've had both scenarios occur and and that's when we're ready to jump on them. But but in terms of the market in general, is it going to go higher? Is it going to go lower this year? Nobody knows. Everyone can make educated guesses and have ideas. Nobody knows for sure. And we aren't even going to try to play the game of knowing, but we are going to buy businesses that we find good value in. Amen, brother. This is what people should plan for psychologically, though. Okay? Plan for, because it's on average, this is what happens. Plan for about a 14 15% correction at some point. That might be starting right now. I mean, the NASDAQ's down about 4% on the year. could be happening right now. It could happen uh, when the market's up another 20% that we see that. But yeah. at some point, you have to prepare on an annual basis for a 14 15% correction because that's average. Well, and, and let me, because someone, you know, I've talked with clients before, especially new clients that aren't as familiar with the stock market. And they would hear that and they'd say, well, why don't you just wait for that then, Brett? If, 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 if you're pretty confident that it's going to pull back, why don't you just wait for that? Why don't you do that, Brett? Yeah, yeah, because here's what happens. That's a great question. Because average doesn't happen a lot. And here's what I mean by that. Here's the last, I don't know, I'll go back five, six years. The the low point in a given year, meaning the market is down, intra-year lows. In 2000, last year, we were down at 1.5%. The year before, 37%. Uh, 7% before that, 20% below, 3%. 11%, those are the intra-year lows. Did you hear at any one point 14 to 15%? No, not so at all. Could be a little less, could be a little bit more. Yeah, That's what makes it so hard. Well, and, and in addition to that, um, it's kind of like what Ray Dalio said, trying to time the market. Nobody has any idea. So it seems so commonsensical, hey, just wait for the pullback and then buy then. Well, nobody knows what the pullback is. Yep. And, and so that's why not trying to time the market or, or, or base any decisions on that, but ultimately valuing businesses is the strategy that we found and uh, we found it works. Yep. And then trade around it with options, which is, which is also very fun. Yeah. Here's what Peter Lynch said, and I love this. is just a reminder for people. Far, far more money has been lost by people preparing for corrections or trying to anticipate corrections, then has been lost in the corrections themselves. So keep that in mind, folks. And know that we have a process, and if we're managing your money, hey, trust that, that this process, well, it's worked since 1999 and even before that. <laughs> I mean, this process wasn't created by us. It's been around forever. So that's the first thing we wanted to talk about, which we're getting questions from clients. The second thing, Spencer, and I'm going to lean on you, because I, I believe in our firm, you're the Washington, D.C. expert. Oh, is that a compliment? You're our politician. Is that, is that a compliment? 
I'm not going to answer that question. But here's what's on people's minds. Build back whatever. That's what I'm, I'm going to call it. The build back whatever. Is it going to pass? Is it not? And taxes. What's going to happen to our taxes? What's play probabilities here for me? Yeah. Yeah. Based so, on your knowledge. So we all know that uh, the Build Back Better deal fell through at the end of the year. They weren't able to push it through. Mansion uh, stepped in and said, hey, can't do it. Along with 50 others. Can't do it. Inflation and spending and for a number of other reasons, but uh, said, I can't do it. So it's getting punted. And I think probabilities would tell you that some version of the bill will pass this year, but it is going to be a very watered down version of what they were trying to get through at the end of 2021. What does that mean? It means it probably increases some government spending, but not nearly to the tune of what, uh, what was in the original bill. Does it mean tax rates go up? Probably. Um, probably, at, you know, in the original bill, tax rates for people over $400,000 were going to go up a couple percent. I could see that happening. Uh, capital gains taxes... Uh, you know, the threat was going all the way up to earned income tax rates, which would put it at 40% for the top tier. Pro- no, uh, I would say probabilities tell us that there could be a 5% raise in capital gains, potentially. Um, that's, that's the side of if it passes, that's what I would expect to see. The challenge is the midterm election. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to raise taxes in a midterm election year. So you have a number of Democrats in the House and in the Senate that are sitting there saying, I have to go for re-election this year. Do I want to be raising people's taxes and taking a little more out of their wallet? Which a lot of them don't. So I don't know if there's the political will. I know there will be the political will to spend because people like spending and it puts more money here's into it. the thing it. with spending. It's both sides. Oh, yeah. Oh, for it's sure. It's both sides, and oh. it drives me nuts. No, the Republicans nor the Democrats have shown a, uh, a desire, a will to be fiscally responsible uh-uh. over the last 20 years. It just hasn't been there. Especially the last three or four with COVID and everything else. Yeah. And uh, and so I think the spending part of it goes through. I think there's probably a little lower probability that the taxes... But I would not be surprised if taxes do go up minimally. But I don't think it's the doom and gloom everyone was worried about going into after the election or anything like that. I think it's a minimal tax increase. So, so here's what people are thinking then. Is this something that we should take action on now? Meaning I've got these large gains. If capital gains is going to go up, should I sell something now? Or, or is this tax these potential tax rate hikes going to happen in 23 or go retroactive for 22? Great question. I think a lot of it has to do with how early they do push something through. If it can get done in February, March, April, there's a chance that they'll make it for 2022. But if it gets pushed out back further than that, then I think it goes to 2023. Should someone be proactively doing anything right now based on supposition? No. In my mind as a financial advisor – it would be much wiser to see how it plays out. To wait. To wait until the it, – it, it's not like you've got a whole year to figure it out. I wouldn't force any anything right now. Don't make any decisions right now. 
I wouldn't unless you based have to. Based on the unknown. Yeah, yeah, based on the unknown. Unless you're forced to. So you know what this does bring up, though? If something goes through, it brings up more spending, which brings, and this is kind of a third topic, although I'm not getting the question as much, but it brings inflation again to the forefront. We've talked about inflation many, 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 many times. It's 6.8%, which is the, the, the most it's been since the Carter administration. Uh, in 20 seconds or less, ooh, that's going to be tough. I got it. How do clients defeat inflation? Own great assets. Like? Businesses for us is what we would say. Own great businesses that have pricing power and low capital expenditures, meaning that they don't have to output a whole bunch of money in order to create products and that the pricing power they can raise as inflation goes up. There are those types of businesses. I've had that conversation with many clients. We feel like our portfolio is positioned really, really well to be able to absorb that. Because who knows how long inflation will be around. Exactly. You did that well. It wasn't 20 seconds, but you did it good. 18 seconds. The other asset would be real estate and renting, you know, a rental on a real estate, which also has the pricing power. Right? Absolutely. Great, yep. great real estate. Not, not peripheral real estate. Good real estate. Same thing with companies. Not just any company. You know, the right real great estate. Great businesses. Yeah. Yep. All right, my friends. It's already been a fun start to 2022. We're seeing... Really quick, for those clients that keep an eye on their portfolio, we're seeing a rotation happen right now. Last year's laggards are becoming quickly this year's leaders. And no, that's how a portfolio works. If one stock lags for one or two years and you're sick of it, hold on. Because there's going to come a time where it becomes a leader. And we have stocks in our portfolio that kind of lagged, but this year they're up 7, 8, 10, 12%. Already. Already. And now, that's and that's part of constructing a portfolio. I mean, you yep. know, the type of businesses you own and, and you don't chase. Um don't take don't chase buses, don't chase dates, and don't chase stocks because another one's coming around every fifteen minutes. You can chase chickens. You could chase that's a, a good chicken. Answer. Yep. Right. So what's the market gonna do? Who knows, right? Stay the course. Follow the process. We talked about the upcoming policy in D.C. and and what to do and what not to do, which is really just wait to see what happens. And inflation. You know what to do. All right, my friends. Spencer, great to see you. Happy 2022, brother. Hey, right back at you. Until next time. Bye-bye. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888 5910334